Today, from the Gospel of St. Luke, dearly beloved, we hear a story that I know is probably very familiar to most of us. The story of the Gadarene demoniac. Now we read this Gospel account twice throughout the liturgical year of the church. And as we just heard, when Jesus comes into the country of the Gadarenes, which lies just north of the Sea of Galilee, he encounters a certain man that had been possessed by demons. And as the Gospel tells us, he had been possessed for what seems to be a pretty good while. Now when we read this account from the Gospel, or we hear this account, I imagine sometimes our first thoughts might be that this interaction seems almost fictional, right? Like, how could something like this happen? This is something that we see in movies, or this is something that we read about in some novel. Because when we hear this particular gospel account, I think we become distracted by the fact that it is something completely outside the realm of our normal, right? Something completely outside the realm of our everyday lives. Here we see and have a demon-possessed man that is so wild, that is so violent, and so frightening that it rivals much of what Hollywood produces, right? Here we have a man with no clothes on, he's living and he's roaming around a cemetery in the tombs, a graveyard, scaring the mess out of people who live in the nearby village and who is so powerful as we just heard that he is even able to break the chains, the fetters that tied him down. They cannot even hold this man. Then of course, The hero comes, right? Sets him free from his state. And he sends off the demons into a herd of swine who in turn, who would rather perish off this cliff than to live with these demons. They run off this cliff and they are drowned in the water below. The pigs are. But I think as we know, dear friends, this is not a fictional Hollywood movie. It is not a fictional novel used to scare people, but it is a true encounter our Lord had in His earthly ministry. A true gospel account that isn't merely recorded by St. Luke to teach us about demons, Or even to expound on yet another miracle performed by Christ. Although these are certainly truths of this account. There is another detail of this story that I think is often overlooked. A detail that is near to every single one of us. Something that each of us experiences or has experienced throughout our lives. And that detail is the experience of fear. 
of fear. Even in the gospel for today, we hear about this very aspect of this encounter. How the people from that area, instead of worshiping and standing in awe over the miracle that they had just witnessed, that had just occurred, they instead become afraid. They become afraid of our Lord. So much so that they asked him to leave. They cast him out. Get away from us. They failed to draw near to him because they were seized with fear, as the gospel tells us. Now, there are certainly many, many elements to this particular gospel account that would warrant many, many different homilies. But I think the most, the one that we will most relate to is this idea of fear. If we were listening carefully, we would have heard that everyone, except for Jesus, was afraid of this man. As I said, even after, this, even after Jesus cast out these demons, after the people had witnessed this miracle, after they witnessed this man being healed from his possessions, the villagers were still afraid. They were still scared. Even the place where the man lived, among the tombs, the graveyard, the cemetery, is a place that is constantly portrayed as a place that is, that is supposed to invoke fear, or so our pop culture tells us. Now I imagine the presence of this man in the region of the Gadarenes was somewhat of a spectacle. I mean, who in that region would not have heard of such a man, right? Because when the swine herders, those who tended to the pigs, when they ran off to tell the village and the countryside, the gospel makes it seem as if everyone in that area came out to see what had happened to this man. They knew him. They knew who he was. And they knew that something was going on with him. Now I can imagine the gathering parents even telling their children about this man to scare them into obedience. Kind of like the idea of the boogeyman, right, in our culture. A terrible thing to do, really, but nevertheless, I say this to illustrate how fear can be a very powerful thing. Fear is something that none of us are immune to, and it's a very familiar thing to each of us, because we all experience fear. I mean, even now, in our national discourse, it seems that everything revolves around the idea of fear. We are told constantly that we need to fear this thing or that thing. We need to fear this person, fear that person. Fear everything it seems. We are told today, day in and day out. And we are told to run from the things that frighten us. And because of this, so many people today and in the past turn to other things like substances in order to rid themselves of this fear, right? Anything that will take the fear away. And ultimately, 
these little fears arise out of the fear of the big thing that we are constantly told that we are to fear, that we should be fearful of. And that is the fear of death. The gospel account we heard today calls us to do something very, very different than what we are used to and how we are used to experiencing fear. We are called to do exactly what Christ does when He encounters this demoniac. To be strong, to not run away, and to stand meeting our fear face to face with God's grace, with God's grace, instead of casting that grace out as the villagers did. Our Lord stood firm and He met that demoniac head on. He didn't do this in some macho, prideful way. But He did this in all humility and humbleness so that He could heal this man from his demons and from his sin. Our Lord did not run away from the cross. He met death face to face just as he met this man. Was he afraid? Maybe so. Maybe not. But just remember the account of his agonizing prayers in Gethsemane before his passion. Courageous people are those who have never experienced fear or have no fear, but rather those who, who know fear intimately and do not let it overcome them. Our Lord invites us to imitate Him and to stand facing our fears head on with hope and with faith that He will not forsake us when we do so in His holy name. And if we do this, my friends, we will discover that the thing we fear most is really not all that fearful at all. I promise. St. Anthony, the great father and founder of desert monasticism, is a great example of what we are talking about here. His life is certainly a spiritual treasure to read about. And I would encourage everyone, if you have time, to read the life of St. Anthony. St. Anthony, in some ways, not exactly, was like the demoniac who went out to live among the tombs. Not that he was running away from something or was driven there by fear, but he went out to the desert to meet his fears head on and to overcome them through grace, through God's grace. Now whether the many stories of St. Anthony about his battling demons in the disguise of animals are symbolic of the battles he fought with his own sins, or rather these were indeed supernatural occurrences, isn't really the point. Whatever the case is, St. Anthony did not overcome his struggles by running away from his situation, running away from those fearful things, but rather overcame by staying put, by engaging in unceasing prayer, fasting, and adoration of God. In other words, 
by facing all that he had to face about himself with courage and with faith in the fact that God would be always near to him no matter what. He was able to do this. Now there is one particular account of St. Anthony in which he endured a tremendous and difficult struggle. And after the struggle had ended, St. Anthony asked our Lord, Lord, where were you? Lord, where were you? St. Anthony asked in this particular difficult struggle. After he had said that, he heard God's voice say, Anthony, I was here the whole time. I was here the whole time. This is the example, my dear friends, that we should seek to follow. That we should seek to imitate. And this is why the church gives us our saints, such as St. Anthony. Not to stare at them in some lofty admiration, which we do, of course. But to strive to emulate. To strive to become like them. We all have problems that we need to face. Fears that need to be admitted to ourselves. Sins that need reconciling and confession. And this cannot be done by hiding from them, my friends. Acting and pretending like they don't exist. Maybe we have done something to someone out of frustration. Maybe we have said something about someone out of frustration. Maybe we have done this thing or that thing. But instead of acting like they don't exist, instead of running away, we need to stop and look deeply at what it is that troubles us. We need to ask repentance. We need to let go. And we need to relax. And to face these things head on. Especially within ourselves. And have the courage to not run away. And welcome the opportunity to face these things when they arise. Because they are opportunities to draw near to God. Or to draw away from God. There are indeed many things to be fearful of in our world. Many things that cause us hesitation. Many things that cause us distraction. And a lot of the times confusion. But we must have courage, dear friends, to not let these things cause us fear. Because the only thing that matters in the end is our salvation. And we can only obtain that on our path to salvation. As St. Paisios once said, what I see in the world around me would drive me insane if I did not know that no matter what happens, God will have the final say. How true is this? How true is this? There can be no denying, my friends, that now is the time to be courageous in our faith, to be courageous, to stand firm in the Orthodox Church, and to live humble lives. Because the evil one loves nothing more than for us to be afraid in coming to Christ. He loves this nothing, nothing more. He gets no more joy than for us to run away from God 
instead of drawing near to Him. But when we stand firm against that which is terrifying, because again, uh, there are many things, we will find the healing that our Lord offered the demoniac. As God says in the book of Isaiah, Do not be afraid, for I am with you. Do not turn away, for I am your God. I have strengthened you, and I have helped you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. So, dearly beloved, let us meet Christ. Let us draw near to Him without that fear. To turn to Him and to leave those fears behind us. Let us come to Him as we are and find the healing that He offers to us through His holy church. It is not an easy thing, I can say. But if we seek to offer ourselves to Him in humility and in humbleness, then as the father of the prodigal son does, He will run to us with open arms. Right? I cannot think of a better way or a better thing to give us courage than the thought of this. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen.